Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. I hope you enjoyed that musical intro. And if you wanted to hear the rest of the song, I'll have it for you at the end of this uh, live stream, this video this morning. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. One of the most beloved Christmas carols of all time was written by Charles Wesley. Charles and his brother John and George Whitfield were founders of the Methodist Church. And when we say that this hymn by, this carol by Charles Wesley was one of the favorite songs he's ever written, and he wrote a lot, and a lot of great hymns and great carols, but when we say this is one of the favorites, that's saying something because he wrote a lot. Remember the other day I said Isaac Watts wrote 600 hymns in his time, many of which are still favorites today. Well, uh, believe it or not, Charles Wesley wrote a lot more. Now, I checked the sources, and I found three different sources with three different numbers. The numbers were 3,000, 6,500, and 7,500 hymns. Who knows how many it was? But personally, after 3,000, I'd probably lose count anyway. Wow. What a, what a heart of praise and joy to turn, what a gifted man to give us such beautiful music and words. Now, this hymn, or this carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, was an immediate hit when he wrote it. But 19 years later, George Whitfield changed the words of the first line without consulting Wesley. The original line went like this, Hark! How all the welkin rings. Hark, how all the welkin rings. What in the world does that mean? I'm glad he changed it to Hark, the Herald Angels Sing, because I don't even know what welkin is. I looked it up. It simply means sky or heaven. Originally, it says how all the heavens, how all the, how all the sky and heavens uh, ring with beauty at what happened on that first Christmas day. Well, George Whitfield great preacher that he was, he changed it to Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and that immediately caught on. People preferred it. Believe it or not, Wesley was so upset that he changed it, he never sang it that way. Well, I kind of understand that. I Personally, when I hear people change songs, I'm not wild about it either. Sometimes I say, if you want to change it, go write your own song. But, you know, let, let the artist who wrote it originally, let him have it the way he wrote it. But evidently, Wesley it wasn't upset that he, his artistic expression and his feelings were hurt, but rather, Wesley used music to teach theology. Many of the early converts to the Methodist Church, that see, Wesley and Whitfield, they weren't preaching in the churches. They broke the mold. They went out and they preached outdoors. They went out and they preached to the people who were working in the fields, working in the, in the mines, working the, the people who weren't welcome in the church. And, and uh, they, this, they took it to their turf, shall we say. And indeed, these two men, John Wesley and George Whitfield, have been a tremendous inspiration in my life. Now, I'm allowed to preach in a lot of churches. There's a few that don't want me. I'm welcome in a lot of churches, but my ministry is out there to the people who don't come to church. And indeed, most of the people who listen to me, they, 
They would not come into a church, but they stand there and they listen. That's where Wesley, that's where Whitfield, that's where they focus their efforts. And many of these people were uneducated. They were illiterate. They were the lower class of society. They didn't know how to read. And so John Wesley, this great preacher and teacher of the Bible, his brother Charles Wesley would take the theology being taught and would put it, to, put it to music and write hymns. And this is how they taught theology. This is how the people learned what to believe. And this is why Charles Wesley was very particular that you don't change the words to his songs because, his, because they were theologically accurate and he was a stickler for this. So he was upset at Whitfield about this, never sang it, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. He sang the original. Reminds us of several things, doesn't it? Number one, it reminds us how important the words are to songs. So often in our day, we've got to make sure that what we're singing is not just beautiful or, or the words of a talented musician, but that they really are theologically accurate. Our, our songs are meant to be praises to God. They're meant to speak the truth. And indeed, our religion, as you know, our faith is based on what is true and we want to make sure that the songs we sing are theologically accurate. This was, again, this was how the Wesleys taught the early Methodists uh, the right theology. And it's, it's undoubtedly one of the reasons the Methodist church survived. It had a lot going against it. Like I said, a lot of these people weren't the upper class of society. They were the outcasts, the marginalized they were the people who were despised. They weren't welcome in the church. And yet, and so their churches started with home meetings. Their churches started with in preaching in the fields, preaching out, out away from the church. And one of the reasons it was able to survive undoubtedly is all the music. They had their music that taught them right understanding, right theology. With that being said, I'm not going to sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing to you. Last year, as I went through some of these carols, I did sing them. And if you want to hear that, look up last year's uh, messages about a year ago from now. But I want to read them, and I want to read them slowly. I'll try not to make too much commentary. But this song is rich with theological truth, rich with theological truth. Let's read it together. Hark, the herald angels or the proclaiming angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth. And mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Hallelujah. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ, the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with men to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Hail the heaven-born heaven born prince of peace. 
Hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all He brings, risen with healing in His wings. Mild He lays His glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. What a rich song. I hope that when you sing that one, you sing it with, you, you think and meditate on those words that they are rich. Father in heaven, we thank you for sending your son. We thank you. He is the newborn king. That little baby laying in the manger would be the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the ruler of the kings of the earth. He would triumph over evil. He would slay the evil one, the wicked one. We thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Thank you that you have come. You, you laid aside the glory of the Godhead. You veiled it, and you came to this earth as a, as a mere man, as a person, as a baby. You came to this earth. You lived your life. We thank you that you did it in order to give us a chance, a second birth, Jesus, I thank you today that we've been born again to a living hope. I thank you that we who were dead are now alive. I thank you that we who were once alienated for you have been reconciled to you. Oh, what a miracle, the incarnation. What a miracle that the second person of the Godhead, of the Trinity, the Son of God, took on human flesh, lived among us. If we didn't... we. Some people might not have even noticed. You might not have looked any different. But you were indeed the Lord of lords and King of kings, veiled in human flesh, all for our salvation. We praise you. We give you glory. Today, might we live worthy of this greatest of all events. Lord, we think of all the things happening around us in the world, many of which concern us, bother us. Make us anxious. But nothing that happens in our world today compares to what happened when God became a man, when you took on human flesh. And I pray that the glory of that moment that was announced by the angels, the glory of that moment might, might prevail in our thoughts today and overcome any fears, worries, or anxieties that would weigh us down. Help us to remember that no matter what else happens today, that you love us, nothing can separate us from your love, and for that reason we overwhelmingly conquer through Jesus Christ. We bless you today. We do love you. We give you this day to walk in your ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, thanks for being along with me. My name is Tom Short, and I'm so glad to have you with me. If you're here every day, I'm so glad to have you along. I love you guys. If you're new, make sure you subscribe, hit the notify button, and one way or another, tell your friends and make sure you come back day after day because we believe we need daily encouragement. It says in Hebrews, encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called today, lest any one of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. We don't need weekly encouragement. We need daily encouragement, and that's what we want to provide here. 10, 15, 17, 18, 19 minutes of daily encouragement. We all need it. I'm glad you're here to get it. Let's make sure you tell others about it too. They need it as well. So you have a blessed day. Walk in the Spirit. 
Don't let anything take away your joy. That's our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Remember, we have something the world didn't give us. The world can't take it away from us. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.